Coming up next, the holidays are a special time of year when family members come together to be thankful for each other and share gifts and meals. Rasha Kamhawi went to the community kitchen to report on how it's gearing up for the holidays. This is the sound of a kitchen in Bloomington serving a holiday meal, but it's not like anyone's home kitchen. This kitchen is open to anyone who drops in and is serving somewhere between 200 to 300 meals this evening. With the help of a handful of staff members and several volunteers, Bloomington's Community Kitchen operates six days a week. Tim Clore is the assistant director of the kitchen. He says the kitchen has been serving hot food for anyone who needs it, free of charge, for over 35 years. We always provide a dinner each day, Monday through Saturday. We provide that anonymously, meaning that you know people don't have to fill out paperwork or bring identification or anything like that to receive a meal. The reason for that is basically to keep the, the barrier as low as possible for people having access to, to food if they need it. Clara says the only difference between regular days and the holidays is a recognition that patrons of the kitchen may be under more stress than usual. I think the holidays add a little bit of, of stress to that just because they may have memories of the past where they've had traditional holiday meals. They certainly know that other people in the community are having these big traditional meals. But for many of them, having the ability to either put those items together and provide that food, especially uh, the traditional holiday type meal is just not something that they have the ability to do uh, financially, sometimes physically. So we try to make it as easy as possible for anyone to come or have a holiday meal delivered. One of the things that's a little different both on Thanksgiving and Christmas is that we team up again with Area 10 Agency on Aging. Anyone that is homebound and can't physically get out to get to where they could have a holiday meal, we have volunteers that will go and deliver a traditional meal to them. Often when the holidays come around, it's it's for our agency and a lot of other agencies, it's kind of a time in the spotlight, and it's the opportunity for us to share the stories of folks that we help and uh, to also help people to recognize that, you know, poverty doesn't just happen around the holidays, it happens throughout the year. At the Rogers Street location, patrons are served a hot meal cafeteria style. The kitchen's operation also includes packed meals for children and seniors. For our regular meal service, our dinner meal, we average somewhere between 200 to 300 a day. And that's divided up among two locations. So we have a, our main facility on South Rogers Street, and then we also have a carryout location on West 11th Street. So, but you need to also consider that in addition to that 300 meals or so, we also provide lunches for Head Start programs Monday through Friday year-round. We also provide meals and after-school snacks for kids programs from the Boys and Girls Club, Girls Incorporated, The Rise, which is part of Middleway House. And then we also have a couple other 
programs like Backpack Buddies that once a week provides over 400 backpacks a week um, to at-risk youth as well as a couple programs where we work with Stonebelt and deliver meals to folks. Stonebelt clients help us by delivering meals that we prepare to seniors that can't physically get out. So adding those things in, we get easily over 500 meals a day that we're putting out of our main facility here on Rogers Street. Clark has been overseeing operations at the kitchen for over 15 years. Over the years, he has a few stories to share about the gratification his position provides. Nowadays, people have GPS, but not everybody had that years ago. And so oftentimes it was very difficult to find some of these apartments. I mean, it is Bloomington and there are more apartment buildings all the time. One couple in particular, the volunteers had went out and came back and were really upset. They had looked for this place and couldn't find it. And uh, I don't often go out and deliver those meals. So I offered to take it, just having been in Bloomington so long, I thought I would have a better shot at finding it. And I did eventually. And the couple were just so excited to get the meal. It was later in the day. It was like four hours after they ex expected it, but they were so elated to actually get the meal. And, you know, I got to see firsthand that what that means for people that are delivering and helping out and kind of the end result, which is to make people happy and at least on the holiday, help them feel supported and to be a part of the community. The kitchen is predominantly supported by individual donations. About 70% of the kitchen's support comes from the community in the form of direct donations. We get the majority of support just from individuals in the community, whether it's a, just a $5 donation someone puts in our comment box or a $200 check that someone send, sends once a year. That's one of the things I think that makes Bloomington and, and the support we get kind of unique in that it is really a community effort to help others in the community. With the community support that we get, it's really humbling and gratifying to be in the middle and get to see that actual money put to work in the community and see the response from that, both just in the, the thankfulness of our patrons, but simple things like in the summer when we're providing lunches to kids and seeing a group of kids sitting around together on a blanket, being able to share a nutritious lunch. It comes full circle, and I think I speak for most of us that volunteer and work at the kitchen, that it's, it's an honorable thing to be able to see people's support turn into that actual support for others. There are about 70 to 90 volunteers who come in during a new week. They serve one shift during the day, while others work in food delivery. One volunteer, Lee Cohen, has been serving in the kitchen every Monday for the past 28 years. He says he recognizes regular patrons on a first-name basis who have been coming into the community kitchen for decades. Tim Clark. There are people struggling out there that, that need help, and not everyone uh, is given the same toolbox in life, you know, and it, it, it's harder for some folks to be able to combat, you know, 
issues, whether they're physical or mental or addiction or financial, various reasons and ways that people can end up at Community Kitchen or needing, you know, the type of support that we give and that other agencies give. I think most people, when they think of someone that's homeless or that's struggling, they think of people that they see in the street that are asking them for change or holding up a sign. And and while that is certainly part of the population, many times they can be people that live next door to you or that are suffering from you know, some type of mental health issue or various other ways that people can be affected by poverty. And it's important to recognize ourselves in those people and that the most basic human level, just making sure that everyone in our community has access to to food and some type of shelter. For WFHB, this is Russia Kamhawi. That was Rasha Kamhawi reporting Community Kitchen during the holiday season.